Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Lab. Uh, sitting with you, as always, you got Alex, Lewis, Brandon, and of course, now the no, another little one to add, Peyton. No. So, Peyton's going to be contributing majority of the information today. Um, but today, what we're going to talk about is exercise variation, why it's important, and uh, maybe even sprinkle a little bit of information about the uh, the law of accommodation. So just to kind of lead things off, um, before we kind of get anything, um, the lab is now officially one year old. So we have finally hit our first birthday since the inauguration episode back in November of last year, which is kind of crazy to think about. It does not feel like it's been a year. Feels longer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's crazy to think about. Uh, it's nuts to think about. And then uh, to kind of complete our giveaway, uh, the winner uh, of the lab t-shirt is Adam Grisham. So I'll be reaching out to you, buddy. So you have won yourself a lab shirt. Um, we appreciate everyone that did tag people in that and We'll do some more of that later on, maybe include a few different things. Um, I got a little something coming for you guys. I'm kind of excited for that too. Uh, but yeah, a year, a year in the lab. Uh, if you would have told me that we would have a podcast that is basically being listened to in 15 different countries right now, uh, I would have called you crazy. I would have called you crazy last year. It turned into, let's just sit down and, you know, Pardon my language, Peyton, but shoot the shit. And uh, here we are now. Ah, a year out. 15 countries and, oh man. It's fun. Fun stuff. But as well. Lead. I know, isn't it crazy? Yeah. Did not think. It's been a year already. Uh, then I got that notification by email. I was like, holy crap, it is a year. But let's kind of going into our topic then for today um so exercise variation why is it important maybe maybe personally scientifically why and then uh maybe what you guys utilize yourselves to kind of make sure keeping things fresh but obviously exercise variation is important for a variety of reasons if you want to get technical on it um exercise very late variation kind of helps to prevent that the, the law of accommodation, right? So the more you're consistently exposed to a particular stimulus, uh, whether if it's weight, speed, et cetera, your body's going to kind of adapt to it, right? So you become better at handling whatever your body is getting basically exposed to. So if that stimulus never changes or you never change the movement pattern, you never change where the load's at, et cetera, your body's going to get really good at handling that. So then you won't see the benefits from said movement. Um, I think sometimes it can also make things boring. I mean, that's just my, my own opinion, but I think stagnation being bored with your workouts uh, just it makes you not want to do it anymore. So, I mean, exactly, Peyton, exactly. Glad you're on the same page, but glad you're on the same page. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see what you guys have found with like exercise variations, um, especially like maybe what variations you guys have incorporated just to kind of keep things fresh, keep progress steady, and um, maybe the different things you guys have learned over the years with programming. 
I would stick to the, the, the seven basic movements, you know, how you kind of spread those seven basic, basic movements out is where the variation comes in. As long as there's a, a press, a pull, a rotation, a hinge, mm-hmm. um, you know, the three others I can't think of off the top of my head, but you kind of start spreading those out. <laughs> so you got, you know, if it can be a lateral lunge, it can be a, a reverse lunge, a forward lunge, it could be a, a front squat, a back squat, it could be an RDL for a hinge, it could be a good morning for a hinge. So like as long as I'm staying within those seven basic frames, I mean I'm not gonna get too carried away. Like some people start getting in the variations of I, mean, I don't have anything against them, but like the Turkish get ups and like kind of you start getting a little bit kind of more off from the seven basic things is when I kind of start thinking, all right, are we just adding this in because people do think sometimes it does get boring, which I mean, I mean you do the same list, basically the same list for years and years and years, and that's where you kind of start building that foundation and the strength and stuff like that. So as long as it doesn't get too, too crazy outside of those seven basic things, variations can, can be very wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it help it helps uh, people mentally stay in the game too, because mm-hmm. now you don't have like, you know, let's say you did a back squat today and next week um, you have to take another back squat. And of course you like, you want to hit like a PR. And then the week after that, you're supposed to back squat again and you're supposed to do another PR. Well, eventually, like once your newbie games run out, the those PRs like start drifting further and further apart. Mm-hmm. So if you add in different variations or different bars, different, you know, accommodating resistance as far as like bands and chains, mm-hmm. then you can create new variations in order to hit PRs. So then you can constantly be uh, <clears throat> analyzing your training as well through the different variations you bring up a good point uh, i know you had been talking once before about uh what do you call it the spheres is that right yeah i mean i mean i'll have a visual eventually i just got haven't got it done uh-huh. yet yeah because i know like the more you branch away like the more you get away from the main movement but i think the the different variations could be a wonderful way to start incorporating or addressing those weaknesses like, like for example, we'll use Squattober as as the example here, right? So we squatted every single day for the last thirty days, right? Um, the, in terms of like variation and modification, if anything, we had tempos and pauses, right? Um, we had the change to a front squat on the rare occasion. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of exercise variety, right? We had bent over rows. We had shrugs, farmer carries, um, back squats, front squats, deadlifts, RDLs, and that was that was pretty much it, right? So in the terms first of that, but yeah, and lunges, and lunges. You're right. I forgot about that. Split uh, squats. <clears throat> there wasn't like a tremendous amount though in terms of like we did a lot of percentage changing, but. I felt like, like for me, for example, I'll, I'll use myself as an example in terms of like what I think I would have needed more for myself was more addressing of like where I'm weak at. I know that's my upper back. I've been working on that for the last year. And I think that because I, I basically took a good month and a half, maybe two months from like getting back into like the heavier good mornings, I could definitely tell as soon as I was putting bars above 480, my back immediately, like I could feel that in my upper back before I felt it anywhere else. So 
to kind of get back to where I was squatting at before, I definitely know exactly where I'm going to go right away. And I'm going to utilize a variety of different approaches to do that, whether if it's utilizing more front squats, because I we only front squatted what? <clears throat> Maybe three times four times? That was yeah. it, three or four times? So like, I feel like the upper back wasn't targeted a tremendous amount, at least not the degree that I think we maybe could have. Um, but like being able to hit those variations to address upper back weakness, I think would have been a tremendous asset for that month of programming. And like the rear foot elevated split squats and the split squat weren't bad, but like that was not necessarily a, a big weakness for me. So like that's maybe something I could have subbed out and used a different variation of like maybe something a little harder or maybe incorporating loading in a different pattern. Like instead of having dumbbells, maybe I put it back up here on my back. So I'm still focusing on the, the back rack or a front rack. Um, I don't know. That's just a few little observations I've kind of gleaned off that so far. I'm still going to go back and look at like my notes that I have written down and be like, where did I kind of mess up? Because I'm not going to lie. My, my PR party last night sucked. Like I came in half-assed. I could tell it. Um, as soon as I got 500, 500 wasn't bad. I tried going up and I just died. Like there's no gas left in the tank in my back. Like, and where I fold at wasn't my legs. My legs could have kept going. It was literally, I got halfway up and whoop, I was like, okay, that's where I suck at. I was, oh man, I was not happy last night, but you know, I mean, how often do I take an entire 30 days and just back squat every day? I don't, yeah. I don't. So same. Hmm. I don't know, Brandon, what did you kind of feel? Or what were you going to say, John? I'm sorry. I just want to chime in real quick. Um, sure. But that's like another big part of the variations that people people need to think of too. Um, some variations are not set up for you to win. Like they are set mm -hmm. up for you. It, it's a tester and a builder. So like your your testing ones are, are there, like they're like the fun ones, right? Mm -hmm. So they're the ones, you know, like a reverse band. So you get to feel more weight on your back or whatever variation you like, right? But mm -hmm. then like your builders are the one that is going to help everything else. And like, it's just attacking your weaknesses, but it's a lot harder on mentally those days because you're just like, dude, shit. Like, I know this variation sucks. Like bands, for example, I'm terrible with bands. Like mm -hmm. it sucks. I'm, I'm six foot three. So like I get bands the entire time, like they, they do not let go. <laughs> and, um, and like, yeah, they, they suck. So I know like when there's a variation with bands, like I need to greatly lower my expectations because it's going to be a, a long ride. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when, once those bands come off and I can like really use like my strengths or whatever, then it helps. But Yeah. So don't, don't think about like variation as a negative. It's if, yeah. if you can hone it and you can like condense it all and not go too crazy, then it can be very beneficial. So back to Squattober, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I got the same weakness as you. That's why I low bar. Like I don't high bar too often because I got a weak upper back. So that's why I personally low bar them. Like, you know, you start getting into my femurs are a little long, so for me to high bar and my stiff ankles is just not a very mechanical, optimal position for me to be in. So that's one other reason why I low bar. But my upper back's also weak. But all the, that's the first time I've done shrugs and farmer carries pretty consecutive, consecutively through the weeks. So when we probably did the, at least a shrug or a, a farmer carry two or three times that week. So I definitely felt that part of my upper back was getting a little stronger. I mean, that's the first time I've attempted 455 or anything above that 
raw um, mm-hmm. and a free squat probably since last squat's over, and I'm 22 pounds lighter, so hitting the same weight that I hit last year, I mean, I was not mad about that. I really didn't have any breakdowns. But mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, I think I'm going to go through this uh, high bar squat phase just to see if I can start building my upper back that way, start getting into some more, like, rack poles, and I'm going to keep doing the, the pharma carries, the shrugs. I'm going to throw in some yoke bar walks. Just kind of get back into some, probably do some reverse bands, just to get some more top weight up. Because I do, if I do fail, it's always in the hole. So, mm-hmm. just kind of get my nervous system ready for that kind of stuff. So, that's going to be my kind of um, variations, and I'm going to make changes on my personal um, waves. Yeah. Yeah. You guys both bring up very good points. Like the whole concept of like individual uh you know accessories so like and you try to bringing up the uh, the builders because like i definitely know that like if i if my good mornings go up my back squat skyrockets and like if i can do like i think you had actually put me through like um what i eventually came to call back again um the verb basically the reverse hyper hell that you had me doing and then the good mornings uh when my back was conditioned to do like the 100 reps with, I think it was 90 pounds on each side. And I could get through majority of those and like maybe two or three sets. I knew that plus my, when my good mornings at my, my three by five or my five by five were over 315, my back squat was going to be up there by like a a ton. Mm -hmm. And like, I know I haven't touched those in the last two or three months. Just, you know, it's, it's a bunch of things. It's not just like the fact that I'm not working out as much as I need to. But it's like, I'm not sleeping as well as I need to. I'm not eating as much, nearly as much as I used to about three months ago. So like, it's a culmination of things. But at the end of the day, I know I haven't been touching my builders. And like, my variations have just been subpar. And I know where I need to get stronger at. But that's why like, talking about exercise variation and finding what worked for you is good. But then you need to take those builders and find ways to change that stimulus so you continue to make progress. Like, we've done... I mean, I'll, I'll just list a few different variations of like the good mornings that like I've been doing. Um, we did the concentric only good morning, which I absolutely appalling. I hated um, because I went from being like, oh, yeah, I could do good mornings with like 275, 315. This is great. And you're like, OK, let's go heavier. And let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God. OK, here we go. So then after that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to either barf, pass out or both. Um, and then we changed the reverse hypers to i can't remember what load it even was but we did like 40 percent or something like that 50 percent back squat that's what it was and i don't remember my my lower back having more blood in it the following like i literally felt like i had a back pump for three days straight and it was horrible and i felt atrocious going to bed but then like i noticed big changes in my back squat so like we've changed the the reverse hyper we've changed the good morning and i was still seeing progress and like we did we did like what six week waves no three week we did three two three yeah say two three week waves and like my trying to think at that point i was using um a low box squat um with the squat safety bar and i had like a 40 pound jump in six weeks it was insane um but it was also kind of scary and fun because it was like i took the things that i like you were kind of already saying that i hated i hated and I was seeing these big progressions. And like, I haven't hit like a 40 pound PR in probably five years. Yeah. So it's like, it made sense. It made almost yeah. too much sense. It was scary. Well, I, I knew that one just from experience because when, when I got to Westside 
I used a lot of my low back because like my upper back wasn't that strong. Mm-hmm. So then like the carryover was just awful. At that point, I had almost gone, and I've told this story before, I believe within this last year, but mm-hmm. I, I almost went like three years or four years without a deadlift PR. Like I was, I was stuck. I, I could not pull over it. It didn't matter. And what Lou did in like the training group is I didn't deadlift. So if they were deadlifting, I was doing good mornings oh, and, and vice versa. And we did heavy good mornings. I mean, like heavy. Mm-hmm. Like when I first got there, I remember, I think I did 315 or 365, something like that. And we did it for five. And and I remember like, they just kept going up. Like, I mean, my training <laughs> partners, like the the one, he's a massive human being, but he was doing 800 for for his good mornings. Like he he's so strong. But his deadlift is over 800, and he he damn near pulled 900. Like he he's a he's a strong individual. But Jeez, like, geez. I'm not saying that it's like an end all be all. But if if you're neglecting your good mornings, just try them. Like it it can't hurt. Because I I did them for three months, and then we went to a meet, and I pulled a 30 pound PR like easy. Wow. And yeah, yeah and and now like I don't think I've. Since 2021, I don't think I've pulled less than 700 in a meet, and I, I could never touch it. I tried it for years, from the time that I started powerlifting, I couldn't touch it. You know, that's like nonchalant. You just pull it. Yeah. Jeez, Pete. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just need to do the things that suck. Progress. Pressure makes diamonds, right? Yeah, or it'll make you shit. Want to do. <laughs> Peyton knows. <laughs> Peyton knows. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. But I mean, I think uh, personally speaking, and just going into my diary here, pretty much, like um, I know, like getting back into powerlifting and getting into the numbers that I was hitting before, like mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of mental stuff going on where, like, I know what it took to get to the level that, like, I was at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like you eventually reach a point where like, I don't know if it's worth it anymore. <laughs> Cause like if it, if it took that much effort to just to get there, what's it going to mm-hmm. take to get to the next step after that? And then mm-hmm. like, if you're a competitor whatsoever that you're never satisfied. So it's like, okay, well, like I could do one more, you know, and then yeah. you just start this rabbit hole and then you're that old man that can't <laughs> do shit to me. So I never wanted to be that let alone. <laughs> I mean, like I don't have kids yet, but, like it would be cool to be able to get down on the ground and play with my kids, like you know, when we're older. So <laughs> that'd be pretty neat. That would be that'd be a nice goal. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I agree with you. I mean, I would say last night kind of lit a fire. Um, like I was actually pretty pissed last night. Yeah. Asked my wife. I was I was not content with what I did and I could tell because like just the progression over the last month has just sucked like I just felt horrendous like that first week I basically had to start putting on I think I started adding like at least 500 plus calories into my my food again just to like not feel like I was dying each day um but yeah it was not a fun progress did not like it but no I'm gonna start writing my own stuff again kind of like I was doing before um just so I can kind of get back into the swing of things. I actually, I need to start being more consistent in the gym again. Like this felt more like as much as I love doing squat Tober, like 
I felt like I was forcing myself into a place where like, I didn't necessarily like in my mind, I'm thinking this isn't a great thing. You shouldn't be squatting every day. Is it possible? Yes. But with adequate sleep and hydration, all that stuff, but like I could just tell I was working against myself on a lot of things. And like, even just men- mentally, I was just not there. That, that's a big variation though. Men- yeah. Mentally. I, I think that if, if you are to switch to a program or switch to a different method, like, I personally believe that you should do it for at least a year before you can ride it off or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like this case of like squat tober, like it's a month. So just buy into it, you know, just yeah. go, go as hard as you can because then at the end of the month, you can either say like, Oh, well this didn't work for me because it just didn't work. Or was it because mm-hmm. like I was just mentally checked out after like day three. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, no, that's, and like, they even tell you like you need to be eating so much and you need to be getting at least eight to nine hours of sleep. I can tell you right now, I was maybe averaging six hours. I could probably even check my, my little tracker that I got. And I guarantee you, I was maybe averaging six if I was lucky. Um, food wise, like I already said, I had to start adding, I had to like start tracking and making sure I was getting enough calories just because I knew with the, with the amount of load that we were moving in volume compared to what I was doing before, I was nowhere near what I needed food wise. It was like, I could just tell because my, my joints were aching like crazy. My muscles were constantly sore. I never felt like I ever like actually recovered from the day before and everything just, I think I even sent like Brandon, uh, uh, meme that was like, that's my secret. I'm always sore. (laughs) The downs can never get me (laughs) because I'm constantly in a state of repair. Uh, the first two weekends, bro, I was still like getting on a belt squat, dude, doing some little little squats, just keeping that rhythm going, <laughs> just keeping it keeping it alive. Uh, it really sucked. I'm not gonna lie. Do I hate Squattober? No, I don't hate it. I just think if you're gonna commit to that, you're gonna use a training max. One, that's number one way to go about it. Two, like you need to make sure like your food is dialed in because I could tell I was severely under eating for the amount of training I was doing. And I could just tell it was a big change. As soon as I started eating more, I started feeling so much better, but I still never felt like I was recovering 100%. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things I would kind of go back and I still need to go through my notes again and kind of see where I was going wrong because I know sleep was one thing and that's a big part of recovery. Um, but no, like, I mean, my squat went, really went backwards, like really went backwards on the recovery side of things. It was not good. Um and I think that's honestly a big part of it. But then there's a whole bunch of other things as well, like I said. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to our, I guess you could even talk about, you know, we, we said the law of accommodation. Um, we could even maybe talk about like overtraining a little bit. Because I mean, I think that's actually what maybe even I was getting into a little bit. But I wouldn't say more along the sides of like muscle overtraining as much as was just like, my nervous system just not being able to like I kid you not there was one day when we had like 50 50 or 65 percent on uh 55 or 65 percent on like pauses and I had like 225 on the bar before I even got up to the 65 percent and I was already shaking I was like oh this is this is great this 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 is not great cool it felt like dog shit but yeah hey we live and learn we love and learn, but anything else you guys want to add on the wonderful world of exercise variations or maybe anything you guys have like come to like little pearls for people? Like what would be like an amount of time where you realize, okay, 
like this exercise, like I've been with this exercise for how many weeks? So like waves compared to block programming when like, like we could get into that, those weeds like way more if you really wanted to. Because I feel like when you have someone who's doing block programming, sometimes exercise variation and like when you already have things set up, I mean, what are you going to do? Just completely rewrite what you already have planned out? Or that's why the three-week waves, in my opinion, is nice because if you realize it's not working, you can change it, right? And then plus every other week or every week, sometimes I'm changing my main lift on on max effort days. So it's like, I don't know. What else would you guys want to add on that? Because I feel like I, I'm a little hyped up still from Squattober last night. So that's where my brain's constantly going. Well, I like the, the well, especially when you're working with like athletes, like the kids that are newer, the first week mm-hmm. of that, say you're doing a, a Zercher squat or whatever it may be, is the variation for that three-week block phase. First week is kind of the introduction week. The second mm-hmm. week, they're kind of getting a little feel for it. The third week is when they're really going to kind of get a feel and they want to send, send some big weight. Yeah. So that three-week progression for them on that same lift is kind of like that builder up to the to the last week where we do kind of send it a little bit more. So that's why I like that three-week block phase mm-hmm. for that. You get some more like the advanced lifters. You know, you kind of you might do the the high bar one week, the low bar the next week, then you might do a free or a box. But the variation I think is a little bit more free range to to test or to move. You know, if it didn't work, if it didn't work, you can adjust it quicker. But for the newer athlete that's got the newbie gains, things like that, that three week grace period to kind of get a feel for it, I think is appropriate. I agree. Yeah, and just to give like a, a normal or a typical physical therapist answer, it depends. Depends on the athlete. <laughs> it always depends. Every, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that, it, it really does. It's lot. just hard to say. Like, there, there are some athletes where I don't know. They, they could do like one variation, and then the next week that it's even lower. Like, so it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, did you just have a fluke week like last week? And then you come back and you try it again and suddenly it's even worse. So then now it's just all in their head and they're forever going to hate that situation <laughs> or that, that variation. What's up, Suze? Welcome to my shit show. Yeah. <laughs> the, right. the exciting life of Brandon Wehrig. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with what I've kind of gotten into, like, especially reading a lot of the books that like you've given me Trotter and like what I've bought off of, uh, like the conjugate that I bought. Um, I feel like I, I've been liking to see, I mean, anyone's going to like to see the gains that you can get with immediate changes and variations, right? I actually love seeing that. But then like just being able to have the opportunity to entice myself with a new wave, I'm constantly liking where I'm like, okay, I'll recording my squat. I can see where I'm weak at. And so like exercise variation has now become a, how do I address the next weakness? Or how do I maintain my next uh, my next progression and then address a weak a weakness? Words. Um, so like like you and I have already talked about like with the with the good mornings and like the reverse hyper. Like there was one week we did good mornings and then another day um, I went and retested my free squat. Upper back was great. Then it was just I got stuck in the middle. So it was like okay, well, let's address that. But you're still going to be doing good mornings to maintain the back. And now we're going to address that midpoint in the in the ascent of the squat. So it was like there's constantly opportunities and you just got to make sure you're doing your due diligence to record those weaknesses so that you can make more informed decisions on those variations. That I think is a big tidbit for people, but that's, that's just myself, you know, 
I guess, experiment. It, it takes time. I mean, that's a lot of it is trial and error. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of the things that like, you know, Brandon and I preach in the gym, it was things that we, we did when we were in high school or college that like, the, this was a waste of time. So like, we're cutting out like that. We're trimming the fat for instance. Right. And mm -hmm. not to mention the countless hours of just free time that we spend studying, watching, like not film, but like watching other coaches and like picking their brains and like all this other stuff. Like, I mean, we're, we're taking a lot of information and trying to like hone it all in. So then we, we are giving our athletes the best chance possible to be as successful as they possibly can be in the quickest amount of time. So, and then, you know, that's, that's like tough to do as well, because, you know, if, you've heard it before. Like if we can just start going on a tangent, then all of a sudden, you know, we're 20, 30 minutes deep in a rant and we're going back and <laughs> forth on why this method would work versus this one. And then we're using athletes as an example. And then, you know, suddenly it's like, dude, we're, we're missing the whole point of just like making sure that all of our athletes are getting better. Yeah. So. I agree. It's like going to look for a zebra when all you got is horses. Yeah. I like it. You just need a can of spray paint. <laughs> oh my god oh very nice well i enjoyed that I, I feel like i got a lot off my uh my shoulders now after i've been able to rant a little so thank you gentlemen yeah. um but uh, I'll, I'll point out the obvious here check out brandon's bicep pumps just from carrying peyton here bro my right arm is dead right now yeah <laughs> that is another variation it's called the iso baby hold <laughs> yeah. my upper back's getting stronger i'm just doing this going with it <laughs> Uh, don't worry, Peyton. You can watch this later. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you did good today, buddy. You did good. Yeah, got a little slobber attack going on right now, but we're we're hanging in there. Nice, very nice. No, but before we let everybody go here, uh, another little tidbit. Uh, next weekend we will be sitting down with uh, Flex Health from England. Uh, very excited about that. Get to sit down with uh, Alex and a few of his coworkers. Uh, Alex Chester, I believe. Um, so we hope you guys tune in for that. I'm pretty pumped about that. Been waiting on that one for a while and finally come to fruition. So hope you guys tune in for that. We hope you guys enjoy the weekend. All right. Take care, guys.